this happened to me last week. I worked the late night shift. I was really excited to start this new job. I met a lot of cool people there, and I even befriended this girl who I will refer to as Jill. Jill was a really nice and caring girl. She and I became really good friends very quickly. I started to hang out with her more at work, and even eventually outside of work. She would walk me to my bus stop and even offer to take me home. She would invite me to her apartment, we would go shopping together, and just overall hang out at coffee shops as well as the mall where we worked at. Things were pretty good, until one day, I noticed a lot of strange things that were happening at work, and even when I was at home, but that will be another story. This happened to me when I was at work, and I was talking to a coworker about what we were planning to do this weekend, and I had a strange feeling that I was being watched. I looked up, and I saw Jill staring at me. I didn't think anything of it at the time. I was thinking that maybe she was just admiring how I looked. However, I was noticing that whenever I was talking to someone, like another coworker or to a boss, Jill would give me a stare like a cold death stare. It felt like she didn't want me to talk to them. She would constantly follow me wherever I would go, and even when I would go to the restroom, she would still be there just staring at me. I was getting very creeped out, but still, I didn't think anything of it. Until finally one day, I happened to be running late for my shift, and I saw Jill's locker, and it was slightly open like she didn't close it all the way. So when I went to close it, something fell out of her locker. It was the most disturbing thing I had ever encountered, and it had really chilled me to the bones. Inside of her locker was a piece of paper with everyone I was talking to, as well as everyone I associated with. It had all of their names and where they lived, and the places where they worked. And then on the other side of the paper, there were specific times and dates next to their names. I didn't waste any time, and I ran to my boss and handed him this paper. We both came to the conclusion that the days and times were the days and times that she was going to do something very horrible to these people. So my boss called the police. The next thing I see is Jill being taken away in handcuffs. It's really crazy to think about that if I hadn't come in late, I would never have seen that paper on the locker, and things could have gotten way worse, if not deadly. I really hope Jill gets the help that she needs. The year was 1971. I was working at a custard stand at an amusement park named Palisades Amusement Park in New Jersey, and I was 14. I was just coming out from working, and I decided to go on a few rides before heading home. Now, because of my age, I normally worked in the afternoon until 6 p.m., but not this night, as the stand was short of workers, so I was asked to come in. At 10 o'clock, my shift was finally over, so time for some fun. I made my way to the Wild Mouse ride, and I noticed a teen standing outside of the ride, but I didn't really think anything of it. After the ride ended, I left the park, and I started to walk the less than 10 blocks home. At this time, my town was very safe, and I was never really worried about walking home alone, but this night would be very different. Walking along the tree-lined street, I heard what sounded like footsteps. 
I turned around, but I didn't see anyone. So I continued to walk. But I kept hearing the footsteps coming up behind me, but still not that close. Not yet, anyways. However, this time I turned just in time to see the same teen from the park now following me. So I picked up my pace, but so did he. I then started to run with all I was worth, and then finally, I was a block away from home, but he was still right there, and he was gaining on me. Once I was in the eyeshot of our apartment, I started to scream at the top of my lungs. Dad, help me! Now here's the thing. I came from a one-parent household, which was my mom. There was no actual father involved, but I was willing to try anything to get this guy off my back. I then turned back one last time to then see him turn and run in the other direction, but I noticed in his hand that there was something shiny. To this day, I still have no idea what it was, nor do I want to know. I'm just glad I made it home safely and that I never got hurt. My name is Hody, and I'm going to tell you a true story of what happened when I was younger. This happened to me and my brother, as well as my three cousins. It was a cold November night back in Brooklyn in 1998. I'm going to refer to my brother as Bubba, and my three cousins as Wola, Quan, and our youngest cousin, Sedday. Wola and Quan are brothers, and Sedday's our youngest cousin, who at the time was an only child as they had no siblings. We're all very close in age. At the time, we were in the age range of 11 to 13. Anyway, we were at my Aunt LaShawn's house, which is Wola and Quan's mom. My aunt was at work, and we were all left alone. We were all mature enough to know not to play with fire, or open the door for strangers, or to answer the phone. Things in that nature. The phone rang twice, and then it stopped. Then it rang again. We knew that it was probably our aunt calling us because that was her way of letting us know that it was her. Said they answered the phone, and my aunt then told him that she was stuck on a double shift and that there's leftover food in the fridge. She also said the same thing, as I explained earlier, like don't play with the fire or open the doors, but she really specified about not opening the door because the Crip Gang was going around knocking on people's doors. She also said for us to be good and that she'll see us in the morning. Said they then hung up and relayed the message to the rest of us. Us all being males, and no offense to any females out there, but we all started to act macho, saying things like, Yeah, I dare a Crip member to try and come here. Let them try it and see what the fuck happens. We'll do this and we'll do that, and so forth. So time went by, and we had played some video games and ate food, literally to the point where it made us sleepy. Now, let me describe the layout of my aunt's apartment. It was a basement apartment, and we were in the living room, where there were two windows and the front door. The bathroom was like seven feet away from the living room in the hallway, but it was still in the front of the apartment. To get to the back of the apartment, you had to walk a long hallway to get to the two bedrooms and the kitchen. In the kitchen, there's a back door that then leads to the backyard. So my brother and my cousins decided to hit the sack, so they all went to the room to sleep. I ended up deciding to stay in the living room 
to watch the scary movie Scream. It was about 2 a.m., so at about 20 minutes into the movie, I had seen a male silhouette through the curtain coming through the basement stairs that had led to the outside of the front door. The way that the curtains are set up is you can only see the figures from either side. You couldn't really see what was going on, though. I paid it no mind because I thought it was just my aunt's boyfriend, Louis, who was coming home. The doorknob jiggled, but no one entered. Ten seconds later, I see the same male silhouette looking through the window, staring inside and trying to see something. My blood ran cold. I just froze and I acted like I didn't even see him, and I kept watching the movie. But when the male silhouette walked back up the stairs, I ran all the way to the back and I woke up my brother. My brother woke up angrily and then said to me, Dude, what do you want? I told him that there was a man peeking through the window in the living room and how he was trying to come through the front door. And my brother then replied back with, Dude, you're just being paranoid. That's what your fat ass gets for watching them scary movies. I told him I'm not even being paranoid. There really was a man there. He then replied back with, Dude, it's probably just Lewis. Now go back to bed. He then turned over to go back to sleep. I then said that Lewis has a key, and if it was him, then he would have used it, and then come right inside, but that that's not what happened. All of a sudden, right at that moment, we hear a loud bang at the back door that made my brother and three cousins all jump out of bed. My cousin Wola then said, What the fuck was that? That's when I then relayed to them what I just told my brother. Once again, there were three loud bangs from the back door. We were all really scared at this point, but we were ready for war. Wola then runs into his mother's room and he grabs her baseball bat. My brother grabs a huge frying skillet and Quan grabs a knife, then says, I'm going to stab this motherfucker. I grabbed a bottle of bleach to throw in the guy's face. We then calmly told said day to run and grab the house phone to call 911 if the guy bangs on the door again. As soon as we got ready for war at the back door, there were six loud bangs in the front door now. We then told said day to call 911. He called and told them what happened, and the dispatch said that they'll send the police right away. Luckily for us, the precinct was only about 15 blocks away. There was another set of banging at the front door. So we all looked at each other, and we started slowly walking toward the front door with our weapons. Right as we're getting close to the front door, there was another four loud bangs at the back door. Then all of a sudden, the electricity went out. So now we're just standing there in the dark, totally afraid of what's going to happen next. The lights were only out for about two minutes, then came back on, luckily. As soon as the lights came back on, the back door then flew wide open. We all started screaming, and we ran to unlock the front door and then run outside. By the time we got outside, the cops were quickly approaching, as we then heard the sirens from about two blocks away. When they finally arrived, however, they checked the front and back, as well as the whole inside of the house, but they never found anyone. The police contacted my aunt, who had to leave for work, and then rush home worriedly. My mom was also contacted, and she also had to come there immediately. After that happened, we all went back to my house, my aunt included, but we were all way too startled to even sleep. 
My aunt and my cousin stayed with us for about a week until my aunt could find a new apartment in a safer area. Yeah, that was definitely one of the scariest things I ever went through. It was a dark and stormy night. The wind had made that howling sound, and we had a tree branch tapping against the window upstairs. I was asleep in the bedroom on the first floor of the house, and my parents were asleep on the second floor. As I was drifting on and off into unconsciousness, I had heard what sounded like a car engine. The car was running very loudly, and it sounded like one of those diesel engines because of how loud it was. I then heard one of the doors then slam shut. I decided to open my eyes. Right away I saw lights that were very obviously from a car about 50 feet from my room. I also heard talking, a man and a woman. The woman was frantic and crying. The man was very upset, and I could hear him yelling. Is this the house? I will burn this house to the ground. The wife was crying as the man then stopped right by the front door. I froze in horror as I watched. Suddenly, I heard his wife run up to the door, then say, No, this is the wrong house. It's 1133, and this is 1113. I heard the husband swear as the two then marched back into their car and drove off. I waited several minutes before then getting up and walking back to my bed. I had assumed that it was all just one big mistake and I fell back to sleep. That's what I thought anyways. Well, I ended up hearing sirens a few hours later when I woke up to the next morning to my parents having a deep conversation in the kitchen. My dad was talking to my mom saying he heard noises and voices coming from the front door last night. My mom took a sip of her coffee when I then walked in, and they stopped talking. I decided to stay silent about what I had heard. Well, later that day, I turned on the news, and what I heard almost made my heart drop. A man had attempted to break into a house late at night to then hurt the owner after an alleged affair his wife had with the owner. The man, however, ended up being arrested, and he had been found with several different knives and guns in his car, alongside rope and gasoline as well. I shudder to think what this man would have done to us if the wife hadn't intervened like she did. The worst part was the news said it was the house 1133. All of this confirmed that what had happened was 100% real, and that it wasn't just a dream like I thought it was. A little background info, I'm a 16 year old girl, but I've been told a lot that I look 2 to 3 years older. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but I've also been told that I'm very attractive. I have long light brown hair, I have big eyes that grabs a lot of people's attention, and I'm 5 foot 6 and have a curvy body. Okay, now to the story. I would much rather keep my name private for my own personal reasons. I live in a part of Texas called El Paso, and this part of town is not the safest to say the least. I was with my dad, stepmom, and my little sister who's only one, as well as my little brother who's 13. We were in the store because my dad was going to buy a new gun for his collection. On that day in question, I was wearing a white crop top that had a zipper. But I was showing a little cleavage 
which will come into play a little later. When my dad was talking to the guy, he was registering the gun for him, and I noticed he was looking at me. Let's refer to him as the creepy dude. Now, this guy was old, and I mean like really old, like 50 more or less. When the creepy dude was asking my dad for his ID and his private information, I noticed how he just kept looking at my chest, and he wasn't very shy about it. He knew when to look when my dad was looking down at the paperwork and such, and he would throw a quick glance. My brother noticed this, and he then mouthed the words, He keeps looking at you. And he nodded his head towards the man. I nodded my head in agreement. At this point, the man was doing it way more often than how he was at first. Now he was straight up staring at me whenever he had the chance. I really don't know what he was trying to do here. At this point, even my brother was getting weirded out by the dude, so he kept trying to block me from his view. And I know what you're thinking. If your parents are there, why didn't you tell them anything? Because my dad is quick to jump and tell people to keep their eyes to themselves. And my dad's a six-foot Mexican man who can make you shiver just by looking at you. So I'd much rather just stay quiet. So after that, I went to one of the shelves that would block the creepy dude's total view for me. My brother came along to comfort me because I was visibly shaken up. After about five minutes, the creepy dude went to the back to check something out. At this point, my anxiety was at its peak, so much that I was pacing a lot in the store. My stepmom noticed that we were both uncomfortable, so she asked if we were okay. I finally told my mom and my dad that the creepy dude was staring at me a lot. My dad was mad, but he didn't want to make it obvious. So he then said, He's probably just wondering how a beautiful creature like you came out of me, and then smiled. It helped calm me down a little, so I smiled back and I then hugged him. At that moment, I noticed that I was shaking, so I took a breath and I went back to the shelf with my brother. When my dad finished his business with the creepy dude, my brother said he needed to go to the restroom, so him and my dad then went meaning my stepmom, my little sister, and I stayed outside of the restrooms. My little sister was asleep in her stroller at this point, and my stepmom was rocking her back and forth, but she was positioned in a way where the creepy dude couldn't see her from the counter. Then five minutes later, they still weren't out of the bathroom, so we were still out there waiting. Then out of the corner of my eye, I then see the creepy dude coming our way so I just moved aside so he could pass. He came straight towards me, then looked aside to see my stepmom. The creepy dude kind of looked shocked in a way, but he still kept moving. Well, a few minutes later after we were leaving, I looked back at the store, and he was looking straight at me. I got a bit of a shiver, but I kept on walking. I tried to rationalize that he just wanted to go to the restroom, but why did he look startled when he saw my stepmom? I know that this story probably isn't that scary to many of you, but when you're in a position where you don't know what the other person's intentions are towards you, it can be very scary. Anyway, stay safe out there, people, and always stay aware of your surroundings. Oh, and to that creepy dude in the store, go fuck yourself and find someone your own age. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, 
you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always stay.